Hey everyone, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by thecowlot.com. The Cowlot is a retailer of hand-shaped cowboy hats and other Western products as well, and they're committed to customer service and dedicated to the cowboy way and how you wear your hat. Thecowlot.com is where cowboys and cowgirls shop to get their new lids, so head on over to thecowlot.com, tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you, and hey, Check out the episode 114 where I interviewed the owner, Glenn Orms, and hear their story behind the Calot. I think you'll find it very interesting. One thing you're going to really love is you're going to love the new lid you get because they take the utmost in care in making sure that you get the proper fit and the exact shape you want. So head on over to thecalot.com, get a new lid, and tell them Dan sent you. I want to take this opportunity to thank you, the listeners. We sincerely appreciate everyone's support of the Modern Cowboy podcast and brand. We are just so thankful and and feel so blessed. We want to thank everyone for the reviews, all the emails and DMs we get from everybody telling us how much they enjoy the show and and things that they they gain from it. And and we're just very, very thankful. So thank you to you guys, the listeners. And if you haven't had a chance to uh, review the podcast, uh, head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on and, and let us know what you think. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks again to everyone, and just want you to know that you're sincerely appreciated. I want to give a big shout-out to my wife, uh, Stephanie. Steph's just she's got a real love for people. And back in 2018, she had an idea. She wanted to start a company where she could find a way to bring hope and encouragement along with giving from the heart to others. After a couple years of just trying to figure out and, and a lot of prayer, she's finally had launched it now and she kicked it off with uh with a graphic tea and this tea is called the stacy's tea it's inspired by uh her good friend stacy who was diagnosed with stage four cancer she's a single mom with five kids so it's a really cool tea you can go to www.perseveranceu.com and that's the word perseverance with the letter u at dot com uh, and you can see the tea 100 percent of the profits go to stacy and her family there's there'll, there'll be more of these inspirational teas to come. They'll be named after actual real people that are fighting the fights of life that we all have. I don't know anyone whose lives haven't been affected by cancer or some type of horrific disease or illness. So check that out. And and if you're able to help, you get a, a great tea. And we just ask that you would keep Stacy and her family in your prayers. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey, everybody. This is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Some say I'm just a band to the bone. I'm a 
say this. I always say I'm super excited to have my guest on today. And and I am super excited to have my guest on today. And I'm going to tell you how I, how I how I met him. And I haven't met him in person but uh, on social media. I actually saw a video of a of a professional baseball player roping a dummy in a uh, locker room with all the other players. Happened to be the Astros. Now, I I'm not a big baseball fan. I'm not a big football fan. I mean, I like it. One of the reasons I'm probably not a super huge fan is because I was never good at it, baseball or football, any sports for that matter, really. But I do dig it, and you know, and I, and I have a lot of respect for professional athletes and so on and so forth. But this guy, so this guy's throwing this this rope in this dummy. I think I think he even did like a I can't remember what what, what it was, but he did a little trick rope around his uh, around his back, around his head, or whatever, and 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 roped it. So anyway, I thought, man, it's cool. And so then I I commented on that post, hey, this is real modern cowboy, whatever. And then some, we ended up following each other and then uh, ended up connecting through some DMs and, and talking. And I, I'm, I'm giving you all that just to, to lead in to tell you that they got this uh, amazing guy on here. One of these guys, you know, pisses you off. He's 6'3", he's a professional baseball player, ropes like a freaking stick, and one of those things. But anyway, he's a great guy. I'm excited to have him on. He's actually getting ready to roll out a new podcast, which is going to be super cool. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Without uh, any further ado, uh, Tyson Perez, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. <laughs> wow, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. And um, I'm honored to be here. And it actually wasn't a dummy. It was actually our bullpen catcher dressed up in a, in a cow outfit and he, and he actually ran around the locker room a couple of times and I rope him. So I haven't, I haven't released those videos, but I got them in, in, uh, in my pocket to show to the people one day. That's funny. Well, that I remember now that's exactly what it was. It was actually a, a like I thought it was a mascot or whatever it was, but, uh, anyway, that's too funny. So, so then I, I, I did, I reached out to her. I, you know, I said, you know, hey, real modern cowboy, whatever. And then you ended up, I think you DM'd me or something about podcasting, um, if I recall. And and we just we just kind of been shooting the shit back and forth. You getting your podcast ready and stuff, and you've got all your equipment, and everything, which is cool. I think this is maybe only the third person uh, I've had on my podcast that you know uh, has a, a like a professional mic, and in so it's it's. The sounds a lot better when I'm talking to you than like uh, someone on a phone when they're you know hauling cross country in their pickup or something. But uh, yeah, well, it better sound good because I bought the exact stuff that you told me to get. So if it sounds bad, I I have you to blame for it. Uh, too funny. So so um, you are a self-described professional baseball thrower, professional food and drink reviewer, an amateur team roper, and amateur golfer. And and the other thing too, we're going to talk about this a little bit because you said before that you don't consider yourself a cowboy, and we'll we'll talk about that and debate that a little bit. Did you always have a desire to be a professional baseball player? Was that your plan? Was your plan to to be in the uh, major league? Yeah, in something. Um, you know, I played I played all sports growing up. You know, I had a rope in my hand before I could walk. That was probably my first love, and then uh, grew up playing football, basketball, baseball. Um, and I loved them, you know, just the competition, uh, you know, having your teammates and you know, I love watching sports on TV, you know, looked up to Michael Jordan, 
looked up to Derek Jeter, you know, all these guys who represented themselves well on and off the, off the field, off the court. So just me watching, I, I always wanted to be a professional athlete. I just didn't know what sport it would be. I love football. I love basketball. I was probably best at baseball. Um, but just playing those sports all year round just made me love sports in general. It just made me kind of love the competition and everything. And then, you know, I, I had some luck in it and, you know, baseball was, was just my calling, you know, that's just kind of what my future was. And, you know, got to start my, my professional career and, uh, you know, sports at the highest level is a little different than, you know, when you're in little league and, and fun, not to say that I don't love baseball, but you know, like it does change when you get older, you know, when it's a job and, and stuff like that. But yeah, from a young age, that's, that's what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be the best at every single thing I did. Like baseball obviously was my job. I wanted to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it is that I do, I enjoy, you know, growing and getting better at it. And I think that that's what, you know, kind of intrigues me to, rodeo to golf you know and to baseball because you know I've played at the professional level for 10 years and I'm not even close to having this thing mastered like it's it is it is tough and I think that's what what I like about it most now also like we were talking the other day and uh, you said this is the first time in 10 years you really have had some free time because and, and I watched the deal the other day on ESPN 30 for 30 on Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and just and and, and I was watching a couple other things on baseball and you guys play a ton of games. I mean, it's not like you're out there hanging out in the hotel by the pool and everything. It, it's 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 a lot of work. What was the first first team that you did play for professionally, and what what was that like? Yeah, so I got drafted in 2011 by the Houston Astros, and then I went straight to their short season rookie ball in the middle of Tennessee. I had never really been out of the state. I had went on a couple college official visits when I was at my junior college. So like I went to North Carolina, you know, kind of traveled to different places. That was actually my first time being on a plane was when I went on my college visit. (laughs) And then I got, I got drafted and I showed up at this field and it was a beautiful stadium. It was probably one of the better kind of a ball minor league stadiums. Um, So I kind of was spoiled from the beginning because I, I, I went to playing at a, at a small junior college here where it's just, you know, regular people in the stands to like an actual actual stadium and um, I showed up and I knew nothing about professional sports like I had known what what my agent had had kind of told me what it was like all this but you don't really know what it's like until you actually do it for yourself so like I show up and you have BP all day you pretty much have a practice for like three hours before the game even starts and you have a game every single day that was that was probably the hardest thing to get used to was like getting ready to play a game every single day. And me as a pitcher, I only had to pitch every every five days when I was a starter. But mm-hmm. these position players, they're getting up and they're getting ready every single day to play a game. Yeah. And not only that, they took BP every single day. And then not right. only that, they're working out in the weight room. They're doing all of their recovery work, everything. So right. if you have a seven o'clock game, it's not crazy for people to start to start showing up around 12, one o'clock in the afternoon and do everything that they need to do for themselves to get ready to go out to BP, work on their swing, work on their fielding, work on your pitches. Then you come back in, relax for a little bit, you know, get some food and then 
it's game time. You go yeah. through your routines and you get out there and, and you got to put on a show for the people. And at the same time, you got to win the game. You know, that's the most important right. part. That's crazy. We, we look at, you know, professional sports so many times and, and whatever it may be and even like actors and so on and so forth. And, and, uh, it, it, it always takes work to be accomplished at it, whatever you want to do. Uh, but it, it really kind of hit me the other day when I was listening to that about how many games you guys do play. And then, so how much time do you get off a year? Really? I mean, uh, free time do you have? Um, you don't, you don't really have any free time in the winter. You do, mm-hmm. uh, unless, unless you played winter ball, you know, like I've played winter ball. I've, I played in the, in the Arizona fall league. So there was a couple of years where, I maybe had a month at home, if that. <clears throat> there was a stretch where I went. So I played the full season in the minor leagues, which is about 140 games. Mm-hmm. And then I went to winter ball. I played another 50 games there. And then I went straight to spring training, played another 140 games in the minor leagues. And then I went to the Arizona Fall League straight after that, played about you know 30 games there. Went to the season that year. I um, I got to go to big league camp and you know pitch in you know a lot of games there, which was an amazing experience. But big league camp starts almost a month before minor league spring training starts. So you're there in like the middle of February, uh-huh. and you're going again playing another 140 games, 100, 162 in the big leagues, about 145, 150 when it comes to the minor leagues. Um, and then that was the year that I had uh, Tommy John surgery. So then I went straight to rehab from there. So I was in rehab from August, you know, I I went to Houston and I was there all the way until the next year, spring training. They let me come home for a couple of weeks to, you know, kind of see my family and stuff. And then I went back to rehab. So there was about, you know, three and a half, four years where I was only home for a month, maybe two months. Uh, But as far as the season goes, you have a game every single day, but you have, you have off days here and there where it's just completely off. You don't, you don't have to go to the field. You don't have to do anything. And they actually tell you to don't even think about baseball, just go get away, you know, take a day off, chill. Um, But you have probably, I would say like eight to 12 of those for the, for the whole entire year. So from, so from March all the way through September, you have probably like, you know, a dozen off days to where you could just completely get away. Right. Uh, Like, and as far as, you know, like the games don't start till, you know, five, six, seven thirty at night, but you're focused and pretty much thinking about that game, like from, from the time that you wake up, yeah. you know, you try to have a clear mind and you try to not let that try to not think about that too much. But if you have a game that day, you're locked in like yeah. pretty much the whole entire season. And it's, a, it's physically demanding, you know, like on your body playing every single day and right. the travel is, is, tough but i think mentally it's 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 a lot harder because it's really hard to kind of step back and get out of that locked in mode you know ready to compete every single day right and so now so you've been playing 10 years and you guys are not playing now because of the covid deal correct yes so the major leagues they i think they're starting this weekend games and stuff oh, they are but, okay. uh, as far as the minor leagues and and like foreign uh foreign leagues and stuff they they completely canceled it so i have i have a summer for the first time in my life and it, and it was funny you saying that you know because we were talking the other day and i just went to the lake 
right. this past it. weekend. And, you know, I got to wakeboard. I got to, you know, like ride jet skis and all this. And it was funny, you know, me being 30 years old, doing all this stuff. And I had never really done that. Like I went to the lake as a kid and I had tried to get up wakeboarding right. like, one time. But, you know, like the person driving the boat didn't really know what they were doing. So I was just falling over. I didn't get to try it. But doing all these things and having all these firsts for the first time in my life being 30 years old, things that, you know, like people get to do all the time, you know, right. go to the lake, go on vacation. Um, I never got to do that. So doing it is just kind of one of the, one of the coolest things ever. First of all, I don't know what to do. I'm just like, <laughs> this is crazy. Why is it so hot? Like I gotta, I gotta get away from this heat. Right. And then, so that's, that's one of the things I've tried to do is try to enjoy it, you know, try to see the positives and every situation. So I think that I'll be all right. Yeah, and, and and like you said too, you you'd been thinking about wanting to start your podcast, uh, and this is giving you the opportunity to do that, which is very cool. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about the podcast in a minute, but um, let's talk about the roping. You're you're a you're a you're a number six. Are you six header and healer? Yes. So for anybody that's listening that may not be familiar with the with the numbering system. Uh, it's uh, it's handicapped, which is something I didn't learn about handicapping even till later in life because I like I said I I never really followed sports that much because I I really wasn't good at them even though I liked them I thought they were cool and stuff, but I'm just telling you this because I understanding handicapping was something I didn't understand till later on in life. But anyway, so they handicap and rope and you get a number, and you know the higher the number the better the rope you are. And so you, he's, you've been playing baseball for 10 years, and you're still a number six roper. And, so, and you don't rope all the time. You know, and I, I've been roping for how many years? I don't know, 20, 30 years, something like that, 30-something years, and I'm still a four. So, uh, so th- th- is this just another example of your amazing athletic ability to, to be able to rope so good? And plus, you started at a young age, too, and I didn't. I started much later in life. So... Yes. Yeah. And, and starting at a young age, I think is probably the most important part. Cause you get over that. You don't really have that fear factor as a kid. You're not really scared of anything. You just, right. you just go and do it. And you're, and your mind's like a sponge, you know, you can just learn so much faster. Yeah. So I think you know, like my number and everything might not be from my skills. Now it's probably be from when I was a kid and my parents, right. um, you know, my mom and dad are two of the most amazing people on this earth with, when it comes to roping and horses. And uh, I think maybe it was a curse to be their son because, <laughs> you know, like back when the number systems weren't as high, you know, it was like one, two, three, four, like that. And right. most pretty much every single kid, every single beginner roper got to start out as a one. Right. So me, I'm about 10 years old going to get a number so I can start roping. And I didn't get to start out as a one. I had to start out as a two because my, because who my parents were, because right. I got to ride the best horses because my dad was, you know, a, a big shot PRCA roper. Right. So they just think like, no, this kid's not going to come out here and beat all these other ones. We're going to make him start out as a two. Yes. So I yeah. was, I was so upset. I was like, no, I can't rope on the high numbers. And, and then my dad's just like, get over it and start roping like a two. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. So then I, I, you know, like I roped, you know, growing up and then, um, through high school as much as I could, you know, like in right. the summers when I, when I wasn't playing football, I wasn't going, you know, traveling, playing baseball, I would, I would go to a few jackpots here and there. Um, but I, I never really got to, 
get as good as all the kids my age. You know, we've kind of talked. I <clears throat> I was lucky enough to grow up with, you know, some awesome rodeo guys today that mm-hmm. we were kids ro- running rope in the dummy. You know, like Spencer Mitchell, right. Russell Cardoza, Brock Cresta, uh, uh, Clay Smith. Me and him actually competed together in Vegas at the dummy rope and you know, like little championship that they have there during the NFR. Right. And it, and it was funny because you just make a bunch of friends backstage roping, you know, talking about other stuff and then right. you're competing. And then it's, it comes down to me and this other kid, you know, we're just going back and forth roping this dummy. And, um, we, we, we became friends, you know, right. I was, we were, we were, because we were right next to each other in line. Right. So we're roping and all of a sudden it just comes down to me and you. And then we kind of look <laughs> at each other and we're like, all right, it's me and you, buddy, let's go. All right, go get him. And he ends up beating me and all this. And that kid ended up being Clay Smith. And I was like, okay, like, I think that I'll take second place too, to, <laughs> to him, you know, NFR stud, all this. And right. it was funny because, you know, I remember his name and I remember as a kid, I think I was like nine years old. Right. And then it was just a few years ago when, you know, he, he came onto the scene and just, you know, heading like a savage and yep. starting winning world championships and all this. And my dad goes, Hey, you remember Clay Smith? He beat you in Vegas that year, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh, shoot, that's him? Like, I didn't even really know it, like, for the longest time. And he's like, yeah, that's him. You, that's you remember funny. roping with him? And that's I was like, yeah, funny, that's, dude. that's him. <laughs> that's crazy. So, you know, looking at comparing, like, team roping and rodeo ball or other professional sports, uh, you know, I, it's – Part part of what you know my podcast is about is just you know growing the the cowboy and western rodeo lifestyle and just keeping it alive and and keeping it current and relevant today. Um, you know, with someone like you and there's other pro athletes too that you know that rope and I I, I just think it's important for 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 our industry uh, and for the for the entire culture. Um, what what kind of parallels do you draw between or between like? you know, baseball and in, in rope and team rope and, uh, as, as, as a sport. I, you know, sports in general are all very similar, even though, you know, you, you think of football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, team roping, they're all, all produce different athletes, different types of people, different shapes and sizes, everything, but they're all exactly the same when it comes to, you have to work hard at it if you want to get better. You have to figure out how you're going to get better. If you keep doing the same thing all day, every day, you're going to keep getting the same results. It doesn't matter if you're roping, doesn't matter if you're pitching, doesn't matter if you're playing soccer. You have to make adjustments and you have to want to get better and you have to take the advice from people that are there, people that have already done it, take that advice and learn how to get better. Um, I think that golf and roping are probably the two, first of all, those are probably my two favorite sports, you know, yeah. I grew up playing the other ones and I play baseball, but golf and roping are by far my favorite. Right. And they are so similar. Like they're, they're like identical when it, when dude, it comes to the handicap system, when dude, it comes I, to, I agree with you there because I always said that roping is like golf at, you know, 20 or 30 miles an hour on a horse. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard. Both of them are hard. Very. You will never be able to get, no. to get this thing figured out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, but it, when it comes to, when it comes to the handicap system, they are very similar. Yeah. And you know, you know what it's, you know what it's like, and everybody that ropes knows what it's like, or golfs. Like you, you swing on a ball and you make a perfect connection and that nice drive. And it's just, oh my God, it feels so good. 
and the same thing with a rope. You just throw that beautiful loop, and you're chasing that all the time. You're, I, mm-hmm. I am, anyway. I'm always chasing that. It's like, okay. And then finally when you get it, uh, you know, it's like, oh, man, that's what it's supposed to feel like. And then the next 10 runs don't feel like that. But anyway, I yeah, agree with exactly. you. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think that that's, that's important, you know, some just like advice, you know, kind of like how to make yourself better is where you have those practice sessions when it's roping golf, whenever it was, and you're feeling good, you know, mm-hmm. so like your horse is working good and you're, and you're riding good and your swing feels good. Loops feel good. All that. Like you need to stick with that and work and just keep it going, 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 going the whole time. Like when everything feels good, mm-hmm. keep doing it, keep roping, keep roping, get on a different horse, keep roping, keep roping. When you're done, go to the dummy, keep roping, keep that feeling over and over and over because right. that's, that's the habits that you're going to put in your mind. And that's, what's going to take you to the next level. Right. And then vice versa, when you have those shitty days where you don't feel good, Right. You're, you know, always out of time. Like you're just not with your horse. Like your like your swing just feels like crap. What it, whatever it is, those are the days, just stop. Right. Just get off. Go back to the basics if you want. Get away. Like don't even think about roping, whatever it is, because you you can't just sit there and just keep putting in bad habits over bad habits and putting in negative negative visuals negative stuff into your mind yes because your mind wants to see you catch two feet every time your mind wants to see you turn that steer right you want your mind to see that every single time yeah you don't want that like vision in your mind that you're going to come around the corner and just miss you want to have the confidence in yourself that you can catch two feet right there at your first shot because that's what you that's what you've you know implemented into your thoughts and and into your into your practice program that you are going to catch and when you do have those practice like and i'm probably the most guilty of it and my dad will call me out on it every time is you know i'll get to rope and like we'll get to practice and and then i'll catch like you know the first two or three steers you know pretty easy by two feet and then i'll kind of try to get to out roping myself right on the switch doing all this stuff and like maybe that steer wasn't made to rope that quick you know he was kind of washed out like i should have waited him out but i'm just i'm just over here feeling good like i'm on top of the world and i'm just gonna throw and and catch everything and he's like what are you doing like in the practice pin you should catch every single steer it's it's practice don't throw your rope until you know that you can catch two feet because you don't need to be quick you're not you're not racing against everything and then your horse starts working bad because you're taking a stupid shot and then your horse is getting used to you throw in at that, at that stupid spot. No, right. Right. get into perfect position every single time, throw your rope, catch two feet. Because then when you go to the jackpot, when you go to the rodeo, whatever it is, you're ready to go. And you know that you can catch in whatever situation, whatever thing happens, you know that, that you can catch. Because I remember learning from a, a young age and, I'm, and I still don't understand it to this day. I mean, I understand it, but actually doing it right. is you have to, my dad always told me from when I was a kid, you have to rope that steer for what he is. Not every steer is meant to be five on. Not every steer is meant for you to just throw right on the switch and catch. Like, and you can't do anything until that header turns the steer. Mm-hmm. So once that header turns and you get your first shot, that's when you rope. And you need to be prepared from the corner. If that steer is meant to be roped on the on the first switch, on that first hop, you better rope him. Like that's it because you might not get him or that, that switch and that, uh, you know, first hop might not be good for you to throw your rope. Right. And so that's just one of the things is like 
practicing with a purpose, you know, like making yourself better if you want to get better. Right. Some people don't, they just want to get away. They just want to enjoy it. And that's, and that's totally fine. You know, right. an outlet exactly. just to get away from your job or like your shitty boss, you just want to go rope some steers. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But just me personally, yeah. like me, like I enjoy it the better I am. Like I want to get better. I want to learn every single day. I want to grow. That's just, that's just how I am. And I think, and I think most people are like that. I mean, most people do, most people want to improve, but I, I totally get what you're saying there. And I, I totally understand that too. And it's, it's funny that for me, the first two or three steers are always my easiest steers to rope. I don't know why it is. And, and then, and I, I don't know, maybe I haven't thought about it a lot, but, uh, maybe maybe that's kind of what i do too sometimes is try to you know try to force it then after that you know you come in there and maybe not thinking about it so much and just letting things flow and go and then all of a sudden oh yeah now i'm gonna go do this and then you run out there and you know just throw a wad at his feet or something you know what i mean but uh yeah it's just it's just so funny like i'll do it and my dad will be like what are you doing (laughs) i'm just like i already know first of all you know like I was away from the game a little bit and, and, you know, coming back, he gave me some leeway. Right. But now like, like he knows, like, like I'll take a dumb shot. He said, what are you doing? You're and not- like, I already know. He doesn't have to tell me anything. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, all right, he's, I got it. He's not cutting any slack. No. Yeah. Hey, uh, no. when do you go back to play or are you going back to play soon or, or what, what's your future look like in baseball? I mean, uh, do you have a date that you, you're thinking of? getting? I, I really don't. I I think that's one of the crazy things with this whole year is nobody really knows right. like what's going to happen when like with with their business like people get to re- reopen and they have to shut back down and I think that's that's like the hardest part for everybody. So I don't have a like a specific time or a date to where I know like next year like if if everything starts getting better and like next year opens back up then then I'll be good to go, you know, starting February spring training. Right. Um we'll get back after it and and we'll play. Uh, I doubt like as how things are going now that, that, that winter ball would be an option. Um, but like if it opens up and I get a call and it's a good opportunity for me to go, I'll go. If it, if, if it doesn't, doesn't really meet or fit what I'm doing right now, then it's probably not a good idea. But, um, winter ball normally starts about October. Mm Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm still in shape. I'm I'm still ready to go. I don't really throw every single day like that because, you know, like I kind of got like a 65-year-old arm by now, you know, all those pitchers, <laughs> all those pitches been throwing. So I'm trying to save as many bullets as I can. And, and I've kind of learned over the years, you know, like how to get ready, how to get back in it. You know, some guys need to throw all year round just a little bit. And mm-hmm. some guys need that rest, need that time. So you kind of learn your body. You kind of learn what's what's best for you. So I know how how much time I need and how fast I I can get ready and and know when I shouldn't push it. Know when I should push it. So you know I'm prepared for anything that that comes my way. You right. know if it's better to be prepared, not have the opportunity, than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. So I'm always ready to go. I just I just don't know, but. I'll always be prepared for whenever that time comes. Yeah. Now, speaking of throwing, like when we, when you're heading, you know, you throw your rope and deliver it and healing, same kind of deal. Do you have the same type of, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know throwing a ball and pitching has is, is got to be different, but do you have the same kind of stress points uh, anatomically when you're, when you're pitching as when you're swinging a rope or throwing a rope or is there? Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. There's, so, you know, anything where you're, 
where your hand is above your shoulder right. is you know, going to put stress on your arm, whatever, you know, like pitching is one of the, one of the most stressful things that you can right. do to your body when it comes to shoulder, elbow, all that stuff. But, you know, as far as like swinging a rope, like, yes, it is above your head, you know, kind of ab- above your shoulder to where there, there is some kind of stress where you, you've seen people, you know, kind of get injured or have to have sh- shoulder surgery or whatever right. from, from roping, from, you know, like swinging a rope a lot. And there are a lot of similarities as far as, you know, like when you throw a ball, you don't just kind of stand square and put your hand out in front of your face and, and throw it. You, you, you know, kind of want to turn your body. You want to rear back. You want to use that to help you propel the ball, you right. know, kind of at a, at a faster rate. And it's the same with swinging a rope. You don't want to swing that rope way out in front of your face and be leaned over your horse. You're not really going to have the power or be able to ride your horse correctly. So right. as far as pitching, using your body and using the momentum that you build and going down the mound and, and throwing is the same as roping. You want to, you know, ride in your saddle. You want to be, you know, have your right arm back a little bit. You want to use your horse to help you throw the rope. You don't want to just be riding and just swinging and just throw it. You want to use that horse. You want right. to be able to ride that horse correctly. And then you want to be able to deliver with some power because not everything is going to set up perfect to where you could just drop that loop in there. Right. You know, sometimes you have to kind of throw and, and that's what, you know, having, having, uh, mom and dad, like I had is it was horse first, right? Always. It was ride your horse, use your horse. Like I always got to ride the best horses. I was just, I was just lucky. I know that not very many people do these horses. They were always broke. They were the best. They took care of me when I was a kid. I was, you know, and, and that's what came first, right? Like helping your horse. If, your horse if something goes wrong blame yourself first right you did it (laughs) especially like the horses that that i was on these horses were broke and they knew their job if if they did something wrong i did it right so it was and is and it's kind of hard to blame yourself like gosh dang like this horse didn't do that and then like my mom or dad would be like no you you did that like (laughs) that horse knows more than you do right first of all so so just ride so it's Riding in the position and using your horse, you know, using the momentum when you're heading, you know, use that horse as you're going to that steer to help that rope get there. You know, same as healing, use that rope to where that horse stops and and he gets on his butt like he's still coming forward a little bit. So you could rope, you know, grab your slack and dally. If that horse stops on his front end and you're leaned over the top and you do catch two feet, you, you better just hope that you can hang on to that rope. Don't even think about a dally because yeah. you don't really have a chance, <laughs> right. but right. using your horse when it comes to roping and then also using your body when it comes to pitching, you know, sports athletic, it's, it's the same thing. Like, yes, our arm is in control and that's what holds the ball. That's what holds, holds the rope, right. but it is your entire body. So it's almost like the mound is your horse when you're pitching. Right. That, that might sound weird, but you have to use the mound to your, to your advantage because you are higher because you're on the mound and you're throwing to a catcher, which is like in a squat right. lower than you. Right. So you have to use that mound and get down. Same thing like with a horse. You have to use that horse and, you know, his momentum to help you throw the rope, to help you rope and get to that steer. You know, like if you don't have a horse that could run very fast, you're not, you're not really going to get there and, and have a shot to rope that steer. Right, exactly. Dude, that's a good analogy. I like that. I just thought about that right now as we were talking. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hey, so your podcast, when did you 
first start thinking about wanting to start one, and and and, and now you've moved pretty fast. Now, I mean, I know that you recorded your first episode already. Um, this, just let's talk about that. Let's talk about your podcast and, and what inspired you to do it and, and what, what it's going to be about. Yeah, it's came, it's, yeah, it's, it's come really fast. I, I never really thought about doing a podcast and you know, like, I listened to them, but I thought that you had to, you know, have a recording studio. I thought that you had to have, you know, like a bunch of money and like all this stuff and have you know, like an assistant and a manager, all this, like, that's just because you, you know, like playing baseball, I had all that stuff to, like whenever I did interviews, they were in like studios or it was right. like all this stuff. So that's what I thought that you had to have. And then, you know, like when the shutdown happened and cause we were in spring training, we actually, we actually just, uh, we actually just played the Dodgers. Uh, we were facing Clayton Kershaw, which, you know, was kind of cool. And I got to pitch that game. And I think like the next day it rained, I think it rained for like two days in a row. Uh-huh. So we didn't go to the field. And this is when, you know, COVID had, you know, start to come out and there right. was you know, like talks and talks. And then all of a sudden we all got a message saying, um, no, nothing tomorrow at the field. We're going to have a meeting Saturday. And mm-hmm. this was like Wednesday. So right. we were like, oh shoot, like what's going on? And this is like major league baseball had just kind of, you know, like stopped everything. So we thought we were going to get canceled too. <clears throat> and so when that happened, I... I kind of knew that we weren't going to play right then. They didn't really tell us. They just said, it's going to be two weeks off. They're going to have a meeting and just, and just trying to figure it out. So me and my wife drove home from Arizona and I just kind of kept doing the things that I had started in spring training. Like there was a lot of books that um, I wanted to read and there was a lot of things that I wanted to, wanted to do for myself, for my future. You know, like I've, I played this game for a while. Um, like I know that there's going to be life after baseball. So right. like, like, I was like the past year or so I've been kind of, you know, trying to plan for that, you know, like the things that I want to do, I just don't want to be like caught with anything and then have to like, you know, figure it out once it's happened. Like I, I kind of want to be prepared for that. And not that, you know, like I, I wanted something to, to fall back on, you know, like I was completely focused on baseball and, and giving it hundred percent, but you know, like I was reading books, I was doing um, a lot of things to help grow myself mm-hmm. And so we came back after the, after the shutdown and me and, me and my wife kind of continued the, the stuff we were doing. Like we woke up every morning, we did our routines, we read our books, you know, we kind of did the stuff to help ourselves. And, and then kind of as like time and time went on, it just kept getting pushed back farther, pushed back farther. But I, I just kept doing the same thing. You know, I just kept kept trying to grow as a person grow in like, in like every aspect. And one of my good friends, we were, we've kind of like talked about this. We enjoy the same things. I listen to the, like all the same books. So we would, we we would get together over like zoom or or like FaceTime and and just talk, you know, like about our future and like what we wanted to do because we, we had the same mindset about where we wanted to go. You know, like it wasn't just sports because right he's um, a quarterback and like he was getting ready to go play and all this. So we, we like had the same mindset to where it wasn't just about sports. It was about our life and, 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 and kind of how we went about it. And I think, you know, probably this was probably around April, end of April. I just, like, I don't know where, how it happened, but like the idea of a podcast just kind of came to me, I think, cause I was like, listen to a podcast or, and then I kind of saw other people doing a podcast. And then I was thinking like, it's, it doesn't look that, that, 
hard crazy like yeah. like like how i had it in in my mind i mean it, it's not easy you know, like yeah. i learned that quick but right. i think because because i was prepared for that right. that like i i knew that i had to do it right it wasn't just oh yeah let's just get some headphones and and do it and then so like i talked to him about it and, and he's like yeah man like i think that would be cool like at first i wanted to be me and him right and like it just wasn't really like the right timing for for him so i was you know like still taking notes and like i would take notes on my if i have like just pages and pages of notes and, like all these ideas that i had and they just kind of kept coming to me and then like i started researching and then um you know he just told me he's like hey man like this is this just on your heart like i, I would just do it right and i was a little nervous to do it by myself you know right. i was just because i wanted to be like me and him talking and like get some guests and do all that kind of take the pressure off of me right and then, so, um, I reached out to um, another buddy. He's actually one of the pastors at the, at the church that we go to, you know, awesome guy. Me and him are kind of on the same page when it, you know, kind of comes to, you, you know, like success and you know, like personal growth, all of that stuff. So I was, I was talking to him about it and like, we were going to meet up one day and then all of a sudden, like, he just never never like text me back or, you know, he got, he got, he got, he got really busy. And then we kind of just kept like, you know, like pushing it off. And then I was like, this is just a sign that I don't need anybody else to do it with me. I'm just going to do it with myself. And then I started right. reaching out to some of my, some of my friends that, um, listen to podcasts. And then you know, I came across your page. This was probably like a month before we even, we even got into contact and right. I saw you doing it and you like talking about things and, and that I thought that, you had a really cool podcast. And then I was like, let me just, let me just reach out to him and, you know, ask him some questions. Like, what is he going to do? Say no. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. So I asked you and, and you've kind of, and that's when I didn't have anything. I didn't have any equipment. This is probably what, maybe like two or three weeks ago, yeah. like a month ago a month at, at ago, the most. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have anything. I didn't know. You know. Like I had done a bunch of research and, you know, like watched a bunch of YouTube videos and they all tell me like, Oh, you got this machine, this machine, this mic, this mic. I was like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> what do I get? I don't know. Like, can right. it go cheap? Can it like whatever it is? So me and you got together and, and you kind of told me and like how, and like how to go about it to where you don't have to spend you know a, a lot of money, but you know, like to put the best, um, put the best foot forward when you get started. Right. And, and this is, you know, kind of where we are. I mean, you have had kind of BS chats where we get, you know, off topic and we'll yeah, just yeah. talk about whatever. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the podcast where you're like, I have a lot of questions and, and everything. And, and you've helped me through this process. So one, I want to say thank you so much because you didn't have to do this. Oh, you know, I you didn't have to take out your time, but like I knew first time that I talked to you that you were the type of person that was like me, that you want to have success and then you want to pull somebody else up and you want to help them grow and get there and you're like i just appreciate you talking uh, to me inviting me on your podcast we're gonna have to have you on mine and stuff absolutely. we have some i have some really really good guests lined up some of them that, that i've already done so you're gonna need to bring your a game for uh, this one <laughs> i know that we've already talked about it you got to bring your a game we, yeah we, we your your, con, your competitive side comes out well both our competitive side comes out yeah we, we brought that up before about bringing the a game so well, don't worry i'm gonna bring it I'm definitely going to bring it. Back. Oh yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it happened. Like it, it like, wasn't this thing that just happened right. out of the blue, even though it did, it was years and years of, you know, preparation, working on myself, talking with people, trying to figure out what made them tick, trying to figure right. out how I could make it. And everything that I did was all for baseball just right. because I, I wanted to make it in that sport. 
but I learned that this is how you live your life. This is how you get whatever it is like business, sports, um, your relationship goals, health, uh, fitness goals, all that stuff. So you can be the best version of yourself to be the best, to be the most well-rounded person that you can be, because if you are, you're going to be happy. Yeah. And that's pretty much what life is about is about being happy. If you're happy, you know, Tony Robbins says progress equals happiness. If you're always progressing, if you're always going, you're going to be happy. And, and that's what I'm all about. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. So when now have, have you picked a date yet for your launch? Um, I haven't picked a specific date, but we're trying to, I was actually talking with the editor last night about it, trying to get it this weekend. Um, once I get an idea, then I will have an exact date. Right. And um, I'll try to get it out there and, and I'll, I'll let you know and you can help me kind of get it out there. Um, but like it's happening fast. You know, like yeah. I recorded an episode the other day and we have some, you know, amazing guests to tell their stories of how they got to the highest level. So it's pretty much me interviewing, you know, MLB, NBA, NFL stars, mm-hmm. uh, PGA tour players, um, P- PRCA world champions. I don't want to give too much advice, but, um, the king of the Cowboys, I think yeah. some people might know who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going to be on the show. Um, some of the best surfers, skimboarders in the world. They're going to be on the show. Um, world getting, Series are getting, champions. Are you getting Kelly you know, Slater all those on people. there? I actually just talked to my buddy last night about it. Yeah. And we're, we're going to work on it. He yeah. like if he, if he has the time and he can do it, right. yes, I will have him. Um, but so far we have um, – we have Austin Keen who if you don't if you're listening and you don't know who Austin Keen is, just go to Instagram and I, watch Austin Keen. Yeah, he is probably the, he one is. of the most amazing human beings yeah. in the world. This guy on a on a I saw a video of him, you know, like wake surfing right. the other day. Right. On a table. Like yeah. the table was flipped over. You you guys have to go to Instagram and check this out. It was actually on ESPN, a, a sports center um sports center posted it. Right. And he was surfing on a coffee table. That just shows how like amazing this guy is. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I got to play golf with him and, you know, kind of do a review with him. Those you know, little kind of stupid jokes that I do. Uh, and, and he was an awesome guy, you know, like yeah. getting to hang around him and just you know, like where was that a at freak anyway? of nature. Where was that at anyway? Was that where were you guys at when you did that? Because you did that uh, drink review with him. Yeah, we were actually at the golf course. We actually just finished golfing. What what we, golf course was it though? That was uh, it was a golf course down in Southern California. Okay. Um, I forget the name. Some something Creek or okay. I don't know what. It was a nice course. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name. Tajera Creek, something like that. Yeah. Okay. It was nice. It was fun. He had he's kind of just just kind of getting in into the sport of golf. Right. And I knew as soon as he started playing that he'd be the perfect guest because he he's pretty new to golf got a pretty good swing and plays but i thought that he was just going to be a guy that just wanted to have fun out there that he didn't really care about playing golf and like he had he he hit a bad shot on i think it was like the first hole and he got pissed and i was like all right i like you already because like he actually wants to get better at golf and right. you know, he was asking me questions you know like about my clubs about my driver he actually ended up using my driver for like the rest of the of the of the afternoon because 
his driver he didn't really feel confident in. I was like, dude, use this. Right. And he started hitting it good. And, you know, like he was asking me questions, uh, you know, like how to get better, all this stuff. And, yeah. and yeah. it was, it's just awesome to see people that, you know, have, have the same mindset and want to be good at everything. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be awesome guest, awesome person. So we got some good ones lined up and you, first of all, yeah, modern yeah, cowboy. yeah, exactly. That's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Cause your story is, I don't know how, if, if your listeners really know all of your story, but your story is, it's, it's pretty damn awesome. And I think that a lot of, a lot of people are going to be able to learn from you and to grow and, and to see that, you know, impossible is nothing that, yeah. You can do whatever you set your mind to, whatever you want to do. You can overcome anything and you can do it. So I can't wait to hear that story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, man. Definitely. Hey, so um, how did you start doing these? And, and the one thing is, how were you not on social media a long time ago? How did you, I mean, you're only 30 years old, so you're, you're a millennial. You're not a you're not a Gen Z. Yeah, you're a millennial. You should you should have been on social media a long time ago. Uh, how'd that happen? Because you've only been on I know Instagram. Don't, how long? Oh, uh, shoot, probably about six weeks. You've been on. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I hear it from my wife all the time that I should have started Instagram a long time ago. I should have did this a long time ago. Yeah. That I would have all these followers just because you know playing baseball. So she gives it to me all the time. Right. I don't. I don't need you, you don't, to. You give don't it to need me it from too, me. All right? I got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, she's been a great sport through this whole thing. She actually helps me run it and every and you know, like post the videos, edit it. Um, it helps me get to grow. I I honestly don't know why. I think that. I kind of gave social media a bad rap because you don't like, first of all, the things that people post aren't, you know, aren't real life. And I think that's what kind of took me off of it to begin with Right, is there is good people out there that, you know, post good stuff and they, and they actually are that person, but then there's a lot of fake stuff. And I would always see people just like on their phone all day. And like, this is just all they wanted to do. They would go to you know, like a concert, just take a video and not even enjoy that moment. They were just always on their phone, always right. posting it. And they did everything for social media. They didn't live their life. I wasn't really like that. Like I wanted to, I wanted to get all the memories for myself. Like I wanted to enjoy every single thing that right. I did. And, and I think playing too, I didn't want that kind of, I didn't want like a distraction. I think I might've just used it as an excuse right. because like, I, I think that like in my mind, once I make it and I become a big shot or whatever, you know, just kind of selfishly, then I'll have somebody that'll, that'll, that'll run it for me or I'll have all this. That's, you know, kind of me being you know, like a, a, a young asshole, you right. know, having that, <laughs> having that, like having that, like, you know, kind of ignorant mindset that um, like I didn't really, need it because it was a distraction one and then at the same time i thought that i'd have somebody do it for me or whatever it is which i do but she's my wife so she just kind of helps me right <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah like i i don't want to say that i regret it because i might not be who i am if i've been on social media for the last 10 years Absolutely. like i might be a different person Absolutely. so i think that this actually was the right time for me to start it and it actually started when we were in the shutdown like that's, that's what right. happened. Like that, like I would, I would do these reviews or I would, I would, um, you know, kind of make these like 
a funny videos because that's just that's just me that's who i am like my personality like i'm serious i want to grow but at the same time you know i kind of have like the jokester side i like to make people laugh and and all that so she would take the videos and she'd post them on her instagram and she has a decent following you know and and she would always tell me oh like everybody loves the reviews so funny oh you know so and so (laughs) said this so and so said that and she's like you need an instagram you need it and i'm just like no that's how i was i was like no i'm fine you can post them and we we had done it for a long time right and people would you know, like message her as like when's tyson gonna make his next video like we need to see him do this do that right and then so how the whole that's how the like all the reviews started <clears throat> it's pretty much barstool sports that's you know right one bite everybody knows the rules if you follow barstool sports you you know exactly what it is so i would do it with pizza and i would just act exactly like dave portnoy just eat the pizza, give the score, and people would laugh. They think it would be funny. Right. And you know, all these all these seltzers came out, and it's it's it, it's the hot new thing now. Right. You know, White Claws, right. Trulies, you know, all this stuff. This is what the people drink. Right. So, I was like, "What's all the hype about? I'll try it." And you know, like I'd give an honest review. Like it'd be funny. I would kind of act just like Portnoy does when he when he does his pizza, and then I would give a score. And, you know, she would post it and right. she would tell me, oh, people think it's so funny, all this. So then she goes, like, she got to the point where she's like, that's it. I'm making you an Instagram. And she made it like without even me knowing. And, and I, I was nervous. I was like, I don't, I don't want an Instagram. I don't want to have to post all this stuff. I think that's why I didn't have one is because I wouldn't post very much stuff. Right. Like, you know, like I had, I had Facebook, but I've never posted anything. I, di- I wasn't really about it. I didn't like I didn't like doing that. So I, I, I just thought that if I made one, like I wouldn't use it anyways. Right. You know, like I, why have it if I'm not going to post it, if I'm not going to engage with the fans, you know, right. kind of stuff like that. So she just did it for me. Right. And like, I think she, I think she made like my first 10 posts, did everything for me. Right. And like, I've learned, a, you know, a little bit how to do it, but she's a lot better at me. So even if I am going to post something on myself, I make sure to run it by her first. Right. I don't want to put anything because <laughs> there was one time I did. I was and I I was I was so excited about it. You know, like I had this picture and, and like wrote this thing and 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 I showed her like expecting her to be like, "Wow, honey, great job!" Right. And and she goes and she looks at it. She and she looks up at me and I was like, "What is that? Is that not good?" And she's like, "Maybe not." maybe not right now and she took she changed the whole picture she changed like the whole heading all the has everything she changed it so like i know now kind of like what what i should do you know she's taught me she's taught me how to do it but that's i funny. think that we've that that's kind of brought us you know a, a little bit closer because we're not you know all about it we're not on social media all day every day right i actually enjoy you know engaging and talking with people that i haven't seen in you know, like a long time and them you know, reaching out and telling me that, that they love, you know, like the videos that they make them laugh. You know, like I have, I have, I have a couple of serious ones too that, you know, that I've kind of given them like the motivation for them to, you know, like keep going, like to get through that. And that, and that stuff makes you feel like awesome. And, right. And, and, and I, I kind of said this to where, you know, doing these videos, especially when people are going through a tough time, even if it, if it just changes, one person's day you know if somebody's having a shitty day like you know some stuff happened if they could watch my video and make them laugh and then they maybe could in in turn change somebody else's day and then you know just kind of have it pass on like that then that's that's good enough for me 
Yeah, it's a positive impact. Absolutely. Exactly. So yeah. like it just started as a joke, you know, I would <laughs> we would drink these seltzers and then people started to you know, like send me pictures of Oh, have you tried this one? Have you, have you tried that one? You got to do this. So then one, one day we just went to the store and bought every single seltzer that we could to do it because we didn't have anything else to do. You know, like people are shut down. They're right. like on social media. So if we can, you know, help them laugh, then we would do it. So like I would make these videos and I actually would give uh, like an honest review on right. a score. It would like some of this, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't plan it. I would like stuff would just come to my head and I would just, I would just say it. Like some people might think it's dumb. Some people think it's, you know, like it's like, like the funniest thing in the world. I don't know. But you know, like if, if I didn't like it, I would say that it was bad. And like, if I did like it, I would say that it was good. You know, I'm a harsh critic. I'm not, I'm not just going to say that they're all good and give these big scores because you know, the Barstool sports pizza, that's how they do it. So that's how I got it. And then, you know, people was, will, they'll send me pictures. So, you know, I tried this one. It's great. Like all this, right. or somebody will, will send me a video. It's like, yeah, you're right. This one sucks. I, <laughs> I got a whole pack now and I don't want to drink them. It's like, man, I, I told you, you know what I mean? So that's, <laughs> that's it. Just, it just started as a joke and, and we've just kind of evolved. And that's, that's kind of how, you know, like the podcast came about too. That, I mean, that's not a joke, but right. that's, that's kind of how it happened. It's just kind of all, it's just kind of all, happened on its own and it's happening fast but it's it's everything that i'm about all the sports um you know all the like the mental toughness you know growing in whatever field that you're growing you know personal real estate exactly um and at the same time being the best you that you can be you know you don't have to be serious all the time you can laugh and joke and have a good time you don't have to not have fun with your wife like you can laugh and joke and you know like i believe that if you are the if you are the best version of yourself that you're gonna have like the best relationship with whoever it is you know if you're if if you're happy with yourself you know comfortable with who you are you're gonna be able to talk and have a good relationship with 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 anybody so you know sports um being funny you know like the country western lifestyle but then also you know like like the big city like hip-hop lifestyle that culture that's what i'm about like i don't want to change and just be like one one way like like a country boy that has to be this way or like a city boy that you have to do this or you have to do that that's not me like i'm like i love it all i love sports i love golf i love ranching i love roping I love reading books. I like, I like watching TV. Like I, that's, that's just who I am. And it probably took me a while to to actually realize who I was because I was, it was just, you know, baseball. It was just doing everything so I can make it in that one category, but everything that I learned, it helps me grow as a person. Yeah. Well, you know, say that brings us to a good point. So I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, I, I love everything about Cowboys, Cowboy lifestyle, just history, um, you know, modern Cowboy stuff. But I also, I love fashion. I love, uh, I mean, current relevant fashion. Um, I mean, when I was in practice as a chiropractor, I mean, I always wore nice suits. I literally, we'd be at Nordstrom's or Macy's, you know, shopping and, and people would come up to me all the time. They, I must look like a retail worker cause they'd go, Hey, do you guys have these here? And I would literally help people. And I and I love, this is going to sound weird, but I love like taking a jacket, a suit coat or whatever, and 
helping the guy put it on and, and telling him, man, you know, that looks good on you or no, you might want to go with this. And my wife used to say all the time, man, you need, just need to get a job. At, uh, <laughs> at, uh, I, I'm like, dude, I would love to, you know what I mean? Seriously. But, um, but my, my point to that is like what you were saying is so many times we get caught up in thinking we need to be one thing all the time. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be. And, and it's just like with, this is because I'm 62 years old. I mean, I'm twice your age. I'm probably older than your dad. And, uh, you know, it's like I, I came to a point uh, a while back in my life where I just decided, man, I don't want to be a bitter old dude and, uh, you know, and, and not be accepting of new things and, and just uh, technology, you know, just like technology. I mean, I love technology. It's like you were talking about with social media. Yeah, there's people that post crap and whatever, but for me, I just don't deal in any of that. You know what I mean? And And I know – when you know someone's posting something, and whether that's maybe maybe is or isn't their reality, just like my stuff, I post I post stuff, and it's like okay, you know, I ten minutes before that I was just you know cleaning my septic out <laughs> on my RV or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, but I, and I think that that's one thing too in terms of like the, my podcast and, and my brand is is to to help grow that is to not be stuck in just the old school, old ways, you know what I mean? Where it shuts people out from being able to, to, uh, be introduced to, you know, being a cowboy or, or being in the Western culture. So like you say, you know, Hey, I, you don't consider yourself a cowboy. Well, like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to grow up on a ranch or have horses or whatever. Uh, but it's great if someone had a rope and dummy and someone learns how to swing a rope and, and rope and a dummy, a, I mean, that's a great activity to do. You may not own a horse, but just roping a dummy and learn how to handle a rope is a pretty cool thing, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I just I, I agree with you on that, and I think that we need it in terms of to help promote the sports of rodeo and in Western sports and Western culture as we move forward, uh, because there's a lot of forces out there that you know don't want us doing what we're doing. There's people that don't even want us riding horses. So, and and it is you know, it comes back to the thing. You like if you if you want to wear boots and you want to wear Wranglers, but yet you're, you don't rope or you don't like work on a ranch or you don't listen to, you know, like country music or whatever it is. Like if right. you want to wear boots and, and you like be a country person, even though you grew up in the city, do it. Exactly. Like you don't, you don't have to live up, like be on a horse and you know, like have boots and be able to wear these pants, like with uh, you know, like a cowboy hat. Like if you want to do it, do it. Right. You know, like, like people might judge you whatever, but like if, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. You know, like, and and me like i you know i'm i'm kind of like you like i i like the fashion you like i like dressing nice with the shoes and the and and the and the suits you know like the yeezys and the jordans i like 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 i enjoy that stuff but at the same time you like i like boots you like i like jeans buttons up button up with the with the cowboy hats and stuff and 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 that's just how i am i remember my wife she would always she'd always like it when I wore boots or like a hat or like jeans and stuff. And she's like, why don't you dress like that all the time? Because I don't, I don't really ever, I don't really ever dress like that. I, you know, I wear regular pants with like some sneakers or dress shoes, whatever, like kind of like a more modern, right. Like a city look. And she'd like, why don't you wear boots all the time? And I'd be like, because this is, this is my uniform. I'm putting my gear on for battle. Like I'm going to rope. That's how I saw it. You know, like I wasn't, I wasn't really comfortable wearing boots and jeans right. every right. day. Like right. I, I was more comfortable in like, you know, sweatpants or shorts, flip flops and you know, like some sneakers, right. you know, because so I 
you know, like, and my dad, he wears boots every day, no matter where he goes. Like, if he's wearing a suit, he's got on a pair of nice boots, whatever. Right. Like, that's that's how he is. Me, right. I'm, I'm the opposite. If if I got on a suit, I'm wearing dress shoes. Right. Like, I, I'm not wearing boots. That's just how I am because right. I just feel like, you know, like when I get those, uh, you know, like put on those boots and spurs, like that's my uniform like to go rope and i never really thought about that i just thought i was cool because i liked having sneakers on right i don't know but it was funny because my wife said that and i was like and she's like why don't you wear this all the time and i was like because i'm going to battle right now like you know i was you know i was going to a rope and i was like i'm putting these on and i'm getting ready to go and like that's how i see it you know, like when i put the boots on you know, i'm going roping or you're know, like i'm working whatever it is and, right. and that's just how i see it but you don't have to be that way you're like if you want to wear boots with your suit wear them you know like if it if it looks nice if it looks bad i don't know you might need to ask somebody if it looks good but like if it looks good and and you like it rock right. it man right exactly. do whatever you want to do exactly well you know me i mean i don't wear boots as much just because uh they kind of they hurt my feet and, and I've, i think i've talked to you about that before because of some arthritis and stuff i've got my feet and ankles whatever but anyway but i i like to wear my uh, vans with my starchies. Uh, you know, I like to have I like to have my jeans starts. I, I like to wear starch jeans a lot, but I mean, I wear shorts and stuff too. But, but I like to wear tennis shoes with my starchies when I'm if you know if I'm not roping or not riding horses or out you know, at, at a ranch or whatever. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know. And I, I just think it's it's cool. And it's like you can have your own style. You know, people can have their own style and and what what they're yeah, comfortable just, in. And just be you. Yeah, and exactly. And and everybody. And I know this, you know, we all we all wear what we wear because we want we want to feel comfortable and we feel comfortable in, in a look that we like on ourselves. Um, sometimes that takes a while for people to figure out, you know, what what that really is, because there's, you know, so much information coming to us from marketing and different brands and whatever. But but when you really know, you know, what you're comfortable in, what you feel you look good in, you're going to feel better and perform better. And everything. I mean, that's just what I feel about it, you know. And so, yeah, look good, feel good, play good. That's it, the key, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Look good, feel good, rope good. Yep, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Very cool, man. So, so what's the name of the podcast, too? Yep, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. So the podcast name is One Degree. So, <clears throat> like, so I named it One Degree because the difference in hot water and steam. Is, is just one degree you know 211 degrees you still have water you have really really hot water but it's still water once you get to once that water turns to or once the temperature gets to 212 degrees now it's steam and that steam you know is so powerful it could it could produce a locomotive you know what i mean and so pretty much i'm i'm talking with all of these athletes all of these you know like people that have made it to the highest level right and they kind of tell their story about how they got to the level where they can produce steam you know how they got to 212 degrees how they made it to the to the peak of their of their area and that it that it wasn't easy that they had to work hard but at the same time that you know they did it and anybody can do it you know like right. if you, you know, like if you work hard if you do the right things if you learn and grow and you're and you're open-minded and you're willing to you know take in advice and and learn to make yourself better that you can do this you know like some people might have an easier road some people might have a, a harder road to get there but um just what what these people did to be able to achieve 
in my eyes, greatness, because, you know, the people that I'm going to have on, I believe that, that they represent the brand that they represent, you know, that 211 degrees versus 212 degrees. So the name is called one degree. Right. I like that. And then, um, did you, do you have a website yet? I mean, I know you're going to get a website. Do you- yeah, the website's being worked on right now. Um, I think it's one degree tp.com. So it's O N E degree tp.com. That'll be a, that'll be the name. And it'll have, it'll have all the podcasts there. It'll have, um, you know, like some merchandise, some, some, some shirts and hats. And then we're going to donate, um, for every shirt and hat or whatever that's bought, we're going to donate, you know, a portion of that money to a charity. We actually just found, um, a great one that, that me and my life, me, me and my wife really love and, and we really want to get behind. So I'm actually really, really excited about that. So once the merch comes out, uh, if you want some, you can buy it. I think that we have an awesome logo and we're going to make some, we're going to make some really, really good stuff that the people like and, and they can wear and they, they can wear roping. You can wear it working out. You can wear it playing a sport, what, whatever it is. And then, um, like all the money that that is made off of it, we're going to donate it to a, a a pretty awesome cause. Very cool. Very cool. So, well, um, I'm looking forward to to your podcast being launched. Uh, you alluded to the fact that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some pressure on you now that you said it's going to be coming out here. I, I, we didn't really get an exact date. You didn't get it. Yet. I don't think you said an exact date. But so what? Right now is what? What's the date today? Today's the 21st, right? Of July. 21st. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we can get it. Um, Cause I think you said try before we're going to try and we, there's no try. There's only. Try. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we just need to do it. So let's just go by one week today. So next Tuesday, what is, what is the day for next Tuesday? next Tuesday? I will have the first episode, even if, even if I don't have like the merch and everything, I guarantee that by the 28th, that by July 28th, I will have the first episode launched. So you can go, uh, you know, just wherever you want to listen to a podcast, Apple, Google, whatever it is, just type in w- one degree podcast and um, it will be up and it will, it will be, I think that it's great. If you don't like it, that's fine. You know, I'll improve, I'll get better. You know, like my first five, 10, 20 episodes probably aren't going to be as great as the, you know, 100th episode but you know you have to start somewhere um so i i hopefully the guests that i bring on can kind of lead the way and you know kind of take the pressure off me to where i don't have to be perfect because that's kind of why i i wanted all these guests so that you know i can learn from them that i can listen to their stories and listen to the to you know how they made it and how they kind of separated themselves from others right. to where like it's only going to make me grow and be a better person like yes you know i i I have been through a lot. Um, I have learned a lot. I could probably, you know, help somebody change their life, but I'm using this to help me grow to where I one day can, you know, transfer the messages of all these people that I have learned from, and then I can help somebody else grow and achieve whatever goal that they have. Right. Well, I, I think you're getting, I think your podcast is going to be awesome. Cause one, you're, you're, you're a great speaker and you got, you know, enormous motivation and and desire and drive to do it and uh i think it's gonna be awesome i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm, I'm looking forward to being on your podcast too so yeah you that one's to, gonna be get, a good one you have to slip me right in between some you know big superstars there 
Oh yeah. Well, we'll you're have, a superstar too. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll have to we'll have to see what the downloads go between you know some big NFL or ML, MLB player. Then it goes to Dan Hillenbrand, the modern cowboy. That's okay. We'll make sure that we promote the <laughs> shit out of that one, though. <laughs> you know, uh, too funny, man. Well, hey, we we're we're almost heading into uh, Joe Rogan time here now. We've uh, been on for. Hey, that guy's doing it. Like, if yeah. I could even get close to him, you know, some of his episodes are like two and three hours, and oh. like hundreds of millions of people listen to them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, crazy. if if we get over an hour, I think that. I think that we'll be all right. Yeah, we're we're an hour and 20, 25 minutes right now, so I think it's probably, it's probably pushing me in the longest podcast I've had. So, well, we, hopefully we, it's good. Well, yeah, it's it's been really great, man. I've I've had a, I've had a great time and talking with you, and and uh, I know we'll be talking more because uh, I, I'm sure you have another question or two as you get ready to roll that out. Now that now oh, that we, yeah, now that we've got it because this podcast I'm going to publish this. Uh, What's the today's Tuesday? I'm 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 gonna get it published by Friday. We'll get it published by Friday. So you bet. I look forward to it. So then it's gonna be out there, and uh, we've got it uh, recorded in history here that you're gonna launch on the 28th. Yeah. Now the pressure's on. Now I I should I should probably get to work on it now. Hey, when you when you were down here in in uh, Arizona, where where was your guys uh, uh, practice at? We were in Tempe. Oh, you were in yeah, Tempe. We were, yeah, you, we were in we were Tempe. By the Cubs? Uh, the, Pretty where? close, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Cubs are in Mesa, okay. and I oh. think the Angels are right down the street in, in uh, Tempe. Okay, gotcha. Right. Well, then uh, when you get playing again and stuff, then uh, I'll be close to you, so we can we – can Yeah, we'll have to get together. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll record a – a part two, a live version. Oh, or yeah, we, you know? we, we're definitely going to do a part two. There's no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still a lot that we haven't even talked about. No, no, we haven't. We, we haven't even. We haven't even cracked the surface. Just, exactly. <laughs> Especially, uh, I'm going to come out there to California and rope with you. So. You know, yeah, let's do it. We're going to have all that to talk about. Yeah, we'll make sure we get some video content for yeah, that. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'll be good. We just don't want to get any for rodeo wrecks. Hey, Instagram. we can edit those too. Don't worry about it. We can edit those, make you look good. Make me look good. Shoot. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that won't take much. Uh, all right, brother. Well, Hey man, it's been, it's been awesome. I'm uh, super excited for you to, to get your podcast launched and going and uh, listen to it. And some of these guests, I'm excited to see who some of the guests you have on and uh, we'll just, uh, we'll just uh, see you down the road here soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for thank you for having me on. Thank you for all the help and I look forward to listening to more of your your podcasts and, you know, seeing what this future holds for us. You Absolutely. know, trying to trying to make the most of it. Absolutely, man. And hopefully we'll be out of this uh COVID deal here before long. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Hey, don't forget to check out the sponsor of the podcast, The Cow Lot at thecowlot.com. They are all about service, quality, honesty, and integrity, the Western way of life, how you wear it, and how we preserve it. Be sure and check them out and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock And ice down a cooler 
I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pick. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pick. Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them A dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands, to the rope and pin. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, if you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the rope and Yeah. 